Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. And we are back after the weekend. And my, what an interesting weekend it was. I said last week that for those of you that have tuned in to watch UFC 249, and I've watched it. It's actually the first time in a while that I actually paid for a pay-per-view in full. Normally, I go to Buffalo Wild Wings or I go to a friend's house and, you know, we chip in a little bit. We chip in on the money to see epic fights. And then, lo and behold, I was rooting for my man, Tony Ferguson, to win because if he won, he would face off against Habib Nurmagomedov. And yet, Justin Gaethje just had the better game plan. He had the better game plan. He was picking his shots very, very well. He was a boxing phenom. He was a machine. And my guy got his 12-fight winning streak snapped. Which means chances are we will never ever see Tony Ferguson versus Habib Nurmagomedov. And it kills me. It kills me that I have to say that out loud because I think it's true. It's one of those epic fights where you see every now and then or, you know, something that you want to see so badly and it just never ever came to fruition. And it sucks. It really does. Like, you know, not comparing apples and origins to fights in movies, but... Think about it. Remember a long time ago when you wanted to see Spider-Man 4 and due to studio interference and scripts and Sam Raimi was like, fuck that, that's not going to happen. Or how about the Sinister Six with Spider-Man? You know, the Sinister Six, that would have been an interesting movie or the Amazing Spider-Man 3 or any other DC related films that could be out there that you really wanted to see but never really got the chance to, you know? And in a way, it's exactly how I feel about this fight. It's the one fight that I really, really wanted to see, and it's just not going to happen. It's fucking dead, man. It's fucking dead. I mean, granted, yes, he can come back with one win and then try to face him off again for the title, but the prestige is not there anymore. The the finesse, it's just not there. The magic is gone. But the better man won that night. Congratulations to Justin Gaethje. It's going to be very interesting to see what his next game plan is going to be. But that's neither here nor there. Today on this episode of the podcast, we are going to dive into Deadpool 3 and some drama that might be going on behind the scenes. Some drama, drama, interesting drama? Or is it the fact that the co-creator is just basically bitching about something that you can kind of see his point of view, may or may not see it, but that's what we're going to discuss about today. You know, is he right? Is he wrong? What's his opinion? Does it matter? Or is it at the point that... Maybe he's just weighing over his head in terms of thinking what he wants to think. It's like the old saying goes, everyone is entitled to their opinion. And I'm very interested to talk about what his is going to be. Yeah, yeah, we're going to dive right down to it. As always, we are going to go into our shoutouts of the day. And the shoutout goes to this woman that has pretty much received little credit as possible. Over the weekend, the Oscar-nominated set director, Leslie A. Pope who worked on the MCU films, sadly has passed away. She was 65 years old. She worked on behind the scenes with Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, Ant-Man, Captain America, and the Winter Soldier. 
She worked on so many films being the set director. And it's interesting because when we watch our films, we tend to take them for granted because we like to praise the writers or we like to praise the directors. We like to praise the actors for giving a phenomenal performance. But very rarely, unless it was an Academy Award or the Oscars or whichever, we rarely focus on what goes on behind the scenes. And there are people that goes back there that makes the magic possible, that is partially responsible for us actually watching our masterpieces, to watch our cinema, to watch our epic movies that goes on on the big screen. And unfortunately, we lost one of the great ones. Now to you, this may not make a difference, but as I said, there are many factors that can go into making a movie. And considering her credibility and her credentials, she's worked on a whole bunch of them. So rest in peace to her. Shout out to her family. I know this is a hard time, especially with what's going on out there in the world right now with the virus bullshit and everything else. Shout out to Leslie A. Pope. Rest in power. Rest in power, ma'am. Rest in power. We're going to dive down into our episode for a Deadpool 3 talk, and that comes up right in a bit. So here we are with Deadpool 3 talk and it's very interesting because it's something that I've been realizing for a while, something that just had to capture my attention. You see, the fans have been wondering, the fans have been waiting eagerly, patiently, where the fuck is Deadpool 3? How come we've never had any word of it? Hell, Disney just bought Fox, right? Obviously. So where the bloody hell is our Deadpool 3 movie? Well, according to Deadpool's co-creator Rob Leefield, or Layfield, whatever fuck his name is, he says that Marvel Studios is at fault for the movie to be taking so long and collecting dust. Collecting dust? Wow. Ain't that some shit. That Deadpool 3 doesn't fit into the company's plans for the future of the MCU. These are his words to a T, and I'm going to read this out as, as carefully as I can. These are his words. I blame Marvel. Blame Marvel that that hasn't happened yet. They are the reason it isn't happening. Whatever conundrum or it didn't fit into your master plan, just commission it. Okay? Commission it. Now, there are a bunch of ways to even look at this. Okay? Either one, he's being a little bit of a bitch and that he needs to be patient like everyone else, right? Yeah, that's easier said than done. But here's the thing though. He may actually have a very good point here. You see, as of now, Marvel Studios has already laid their plans out for our beloved heroes till the end of Marvel Phase 5 and beyond. So, it could be 6, 7, something that goes on in the future. We really don't know until we know with concrete evidence that it's actually going to continue. For all we know, Marvel Phase 5 might be the ending, but we honestly don't know. And I can imagine... That through their production plans and the addition of this fuck-off virus, it's hard enough to try to find and add any additional characters and their franchises to the current storylines. 
I mean, hell, look how long it took to get Spider-Man from Sony. Okay, and that was after the failure of Mark Webb's Amazing Spider-Man films. So with everything going on, I can understand why they're solely focused on what's in front of them in terms of movie projects and in terms of everything else, right? However, however, Disney bought Fox and all their projects under that umbrella, okay? So they knew what the fuck they were doing. All the rights to Fox, such as Deadpool, X-Men, Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer, so many fans were hyped on the unification of all Marvel heroes to finally be united and be one, to be together. And considering that Deadpool 2 made over $750 million worldwide at the global box office, it should come of no surprise, no shit Sherlock, that the MCU should squeeze Deadpool in their future plans. Because let's face it, Disney is all about the money. It's all about making the dough. It's all about making the bread. As a matter of fact, Fox had everything down pat even before they got bought out. For those of you that don't know, after Deadpool 2, they would have focused on the X-Force movie. They would do the X-Force movie, then Deadpool 3, and then get an X-Force sequel. And considering that these films would most likely more than willing to be rated R, it would have been their own successful franchise aside from the X-Men films. To me, the X-Men films, I think they just got fucking lazy, especially with the past few films that they actually dished out. Only a couple, to say the least. I mean, X-Men Dark Phoenix. What the fuck happened? I'm probably going to do a looking back episode on that one very, very soon, because holy shit, do I want to tear that movie to, to fucking pieces. Now, to go back to what I was saying... They would have been successful in their franchise, and they would have focused solely on Deadpool and his adventures, the characters around him, Cable, Domino, Fire Fist, or whatever the fuck that kid's name is. They would have just focused on them. But that's not the case anymore. At least not yet. So here's my theory. Are they going to continue having Deadpool 3 on the shelf? Well, on a personal matter, that's a little bit hard to answer. What I think should happen is they slowly integrate his character and take full advantage of his star power. I think that is the best move that they can do, at least for right now. Everyone knows Deadpool. Everyone loves Deadpool. Hell, they did a test screening with the PG-13 version, Deadpool 2 Once Upon a Time. And although it was not good, at least they tried. They went with an experiment and they tried it. So... There is something to be made with that. What I think they should do is... If they're going to integrate Deadpool... Maybe they can focus on a few characters first. Like, put Spider-Man and Deadpool together. Or have a scene where Deadpool is trying to prove himself to join the new Avengers. You know? Something along those lines. And then... He has some kind of confrontation with one of them because he takes everything as a joke and one of the other characters basically has to hand it down to him and be like, listen, this is some serious bullshit. And then you can see the character progression of him to actually be like, you know what, you're right. This should be a team or whatever the case may be. You know, very similar to how Deadpool 2 ended in a particular way, right? The possibilities are endless, guys. They really are. But here's my perspective. Is Deadpool the MCU's main concern right now? Honestly, I don't think so. With the virus shit 
and the project's being postponed, everything is subjected to change, and only time will tell. We can only guess so much in terms of what's going to happen in the immediate future. And everything keeps changing. Every week, every day, everything keeps changing. And the fact is, we just don't know what's going to happen in the future. We really don't. I mean, yeah, we have our slated dates for the upcoming movies that's going to appear in theaters. But what's going to happen in Marvel Phase 5? What's going to happen beyond then? You know? Are they going to integrate Deadpool? And if they do, is that going to lead into the X-Men? Is that going to lead into the Fantastic Four? It's a Silver Surfer. Is it going to lead into other characters that we probably don't even know very well? So, Rob Liefeld, or Liefeld, whatever fuck his name is, he may have a strong point in this. He may. But at the same time, this is the same guy that says that he would rather have Ryan Reynolds come back as Green Lantern before coming back as Deadpool. So that kind of tells me this guy is just being bitter about Disney. And he's being bitter about the MCU. And considering that he co-created Deadpool, of course he's going to feel bitter about them not utilizing his baby very well that he wants to. So there's kind of a little bit of a bias there. Me personally... As long as the story makes sense and the narrative structure is there, if they want to integrate Deadpool very, very well, if they're going to have him introduce himself to the characters or find some way for them to coexist, and as long as the narrative, as long as the story is good, is great, is awesome, with rated R action, or even some PG-13 action, with some humor, with comedy, and everything else, I don't mind waiting. This is not something you want to rush. This is not something that you can just take off the shelf and be like, alright, well, we're going to write this character because of this way because the fans want it quickly. No. These things take time. These things take time. And this is why I'm going to disagree with Rob Liefeld here a little bit because I would rather them take their sweet-ass time with the character and not butcher him just for us to have what we want right away, and then all of a sudden, it's not what we need it to be. But, that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion nonetheless. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, if you like what you heard, continue to share, continue to help me, help you, help us grow. We're just starting out, and so far it's going good. We are now on Twitter. It is Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast as usual. The name is Outside Vol. Yeah, the Twitter just gave me that name. It doesn't matter. Anyway, that's at Outside Vol. O-U-T-S-I-D-E-V-O-L. Once again, if you want me to answer any questions, comments, or concerns, you can hit me up on Twitter at Outside Vol or hit me up on Instagram at The MG Voices. I'm going to make an Instagram page for this podcast very, very soon, you know, the weekend it was a fight weekend so i want to take my time with it thank you so much once again if you like what you heard continue to share continue to listen continue to subscribe and before we end this night let's go with our super villain quote of the day and this one goes to the kingpin himself laws are spider webs through which the big flies pass and the little ones get caught and my reaction to that is that is exactly how politicians and the rich people are when it comes to the law that's exactly how it is and it's amazing that it took a villain like him 
to actually speak the truth. Tell it like it is, Kingpin. You tell it like it is. As of right now, I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.